0: So about Michael Jordan, how you go hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in.
1: Welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about another episode, the number ninth episode in this series. We're almost done. Yeah. We have a lot of work we put into this series, um, really providing you good information. You know, people want to know why certain teams got upset by the other teams in this. Really interesting. We have some real eight versus one seeds and seven versus two seeds that get upset. And one of the series is literally the stupidest thing I've seen in my whole entire life. You're going to want to catch out. That's number 10. It's honestly amazing how they lost that series. But this one is the Memphis Grizzlies get beat by the San Antonio Spurs in 2011. So what are you thinking about this series and that exact example, Chris, before we enter? Go ahead into this.
0: About the Memphis Grizzlies, this is the uh, what year was this? 2011. So this is definitely like Zeebo, Conley Gasol. that team. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a weird. You said they upset the Spurs. Yes, they were the eight seed. That's a that's a weird one mm. because the Spurs are so fundamentally sound. They mm-hmm. have amazing ball movement. It's just it's hard to see that happening. Yes. Besides the fact that the Memphis Grizzlies are just so defensively sound, especially at this point in time. Mm-hmm. They were big. They were like big defensively. They were yes. like great defensively. Yes. And then, you know, Mike Conley, younger Mike Conley leading the team, so on fast. the on the board, post moves. It's just those two there really changed the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, trajectory that year. So, yeah. Especially being an A and beating the Spurs. The Spurs are like... They're always in the Western Conference Finals for the, for, for them to lose. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Pretty impressive.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's... it's uh, This was... That's a good intro because that team... You know, people didn't really know yet. Zach Randolph was a good player. yet yeah, they didn't know Marc Gasol was really good. They didn't know Mike Conley was good. So this is a, a, a team that was going to be highly competitive for the next five to six years after this. And um, you know, Marcus Gall is going to eventually win Defensive Player of the Year, steal it over oh, LeBron. LeBron should have lost. <laughs> should have lost. LeBron should have won it. Yeah. Um. So he's a very good interior defender. Um. You know, shoots the three well, posts well. Zach Randolph was a real offensive force, uh, rebounding as well. Um. Can really control the game that way. Tony Allen was a world class lockdown defender. And Mike Conley was Mike Conley. Mike Mike Conley is such an athletic, so underrated underrated uh, as a mm-hmm. point guard. And they had Shad Band, B- Sh- Shane Battier, OJ Mayo, Gravis Vasquez, Daryl Arthur. Those are the main guys. Um, they just had a high basketball like two team, made good passes, and they had the height on defense and a lot of post skill. Um, and they had a very good point guard that could get those post players the ball. So, what do you think about? Um that Memphis Grizzlies team, that kind of description of them. Yeah, that's they de-
0: definitely it. But you know, like I said, like they just were, especially with Mike Conley and Zebo, they were offensively sound. Marcus all was coming into his own. Like you said, a lot of the they were a fresh team kind of. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people a lot of t- other teams really didn't know how to take them seriously. Yeah. So, and I, that seems like the problem here is that they were just so young not really, they felt like they, people probably thought they weren't ready, didn't really know what their capabilities were. Mm-hmm. So like you said, he wanted later, whether that later, they didn't really know what Zebo was capable of in the post. They didn't know what Mike Conley was capable of and being able to pass and facilitate and really lead his team offensively. They weren't completely sure what they were able to do. This was before Shane Battier was an integral part of that Miami Heat, mm-hmm. you know, offense later on in his career. This probably what got him that job, honestly. Yeah. Um, as a role player, you know he's one. He's a great role player, honestly. Yes, that's a fact.
1: could not agree with you more. <clears throat> so, um, it seems like Manu was out game one, but the rest of the series he went and scored a decent amount of points. So I don't really know how injured he was, but this team obviously had Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, yeah. and Tony McDyess, Richard Jefferson. George Hill, Gary, Gary Neal, very young Tiago Splitter, and Danny Green, who wasn't getting many minutes at all, wasn't developed yet. So don't, like, view him as a Danny Green that we know he is, like, four or five years later with the Spurs when he's really good. Um, and they just didn't have much defensive talent other than an aged Tim Duncan. Um, obviously, they play efficient basketball, the San Antonio Spurs. They're a veteran team, and they had good play from Tony Parker, and George Hill, so they had the good point guard position, and Manu Ginobili was a really tough guy to stop. You know what I mean? At that point in time, so and Tim Duncan was very good. So, what do you think about the Spurs' strengths that we're trying to convey here?
0: Yeah, like I said before, when we were talking about them, was that they're just they're a really fundamentally sound team. Yeah, Manu's you know Manu's one of those underrated players where you're just like he averaged thirteen for his career, yeah. but like you know he he possibly like, he was a really it's just the eye test. He was a great six man too. So I think that maybe he it could have been if he was out first game and it mm-hmm. might have been an injury, they might have just forced him back because, you know, not saying that the teams were tougher, but they were quicker to like, okay, I have to go back.
1: Yeah. They were
0: they weren't really so much on okay, I'll sit on the sidelines. They was like, We have to play. I they my team needs me. Yeah. Um, so maybe he did come back too soon and that might have been a problem. I mean, I'm That's not true. sure exactly what his his points per game was, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they dropped off a little bit. Yeah. Um And then, then again, you have to understand that this team is old. You know, it's 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 been old. The team has always been old, pretty much. You know, so
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> the, when they're young, they're still old,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's I think Morgan Tim Duncan.
1: Basketball teams. Tim Duncan was drafted in '98. I think he's like 32, 22. So yeah, 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 yeah. He's probably like 33, 34.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the Morgan Freeman of basketball teams. They've yeah. been old my entire life. <laughs> <So> <laughs> right? That's a fact.
1: <laughs> he really has been With old. The, when I can't think of him ever being young. Now that you say that, i <laughs> he's been he's been old my entire life. exactly what it is. Some people way older than this are like, those guys must be really young. Yes, we're 24. Yeah. Yeah, right. (sighs) All right. So the thing about the Grizzlies is why they were such a bad matchup is they play efficient basketball like the Spurs. Um, Mm -hmm. And they probably controlled the rebounding battle against most teams. The Spurs did. But against the Memphis Grizzlies – They did not usually have that advantage because of the Zebo and uh, Marcus Saul pairing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have George Hill and Tony Parker, that's the strength of your team, but that's kind of gets negated because on the other side, they have to guard Mike Conley. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Marcus Saul is a really great defender. He's guarding one of your best offensive players, which is Tim Duncan. It's a really tough matchup. And you know Zach Randolph is a really wide human being, and Antonio McDice is not that world-class defender or good defender, so that's a terrible matchup. And you know yeah. Tim Duncan can't guard both of them. And another thing as well is Manu Ginobili at the two has to go against Tony Allen, so yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a really te- good team that matches up with them, and. You know, it's rare for a game to get one on the rebounds, but the stats for rebounds on this series are really insane. So, um, you know, game one, we got Zach Randolph and Marcus Saul combining for 23 rebounds. Uh, And Tony McDyess and Tim Duncan combined for, like, 18 rebounds that game. Uh, Zach Randolph has – no, the Marcus Saul-Zach Randolph combo, the next game has 22 rebounds. Tim Duncan and Tony McDyess have 15. Game three, Tim Duncan and Tony McDyess have 21. They have a good game. Marcus Gasol has nine. Mm-hmm. And Zach Randolph has five, so they have 14 combined. Um, mm-hmm. Game four, Marcus Gasol and Randolph both mm-hmm. have nine, so they get 18 rebounds. And Tim Duncan and McDyess have 11 rebounds combined. Now that's really low. Mm-hmm. And I mean, game five, we got Zach Randolph and Marcus Gasol combining for 28 rebounds. And Tim That's Duncan, crazy. and yes, it is. And Tim Duncan, and Antonio McDyess having twenty, and then you know, game six, the final game of the ser- series, Tim Duncan has ten, Antonio McDyess has two. They have twelve combined. Marc Gasol has uh-huh. thirteen. Zach Randolph has eleven. They have twenty four combined. Uh-huh. So, you know, when the San Antonio Spurs are built to play a lot older style basketball, where the NBA teams uh-huh. were more efficient, they don't really have like a. Shot Craver from the perimeter, even though Tony Parker's good, You know, they're going against players on the Grizzlies that are very good at stopping those guard positions. And they just ran up into a team that played their style of game, but was more well-equipped to beat a team like them because of the rebounding, because of all the positional defenders that they had great at, the Spurs were good offensively. So, you know... Amen. A lot of games in the 70s and the 80s used to be won in rebounds. That's why Moses Malone was so valuable. When you have two teams playing similar ways like this, the team that wins the boards means more. So that's kind of what we're. I'm thinking of for this. So what are you thinking about this? I got two things. Mm-hmm. So
0: sometimes the best offense is an even better defense, mm. and board man gets paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, what that's what Kawhi said, and this is so true in this series. You said 28, 24, mm. every time like the Grizzlies won the rebound battle, majority of the games were played. Yes. The, and when you control the rebounds, whether it be offensive, defensive, that gives you an extra possession mm-hmm. or that gets you a quick ass break. Because for one, like I said, Spurs are old. Yes. Memphis is younger, can run the floor if they need to, and they mm-hmm. have Mike Conley who can shot create. Mm-hmm. So I be mean, it can get the ball, so once you have the once zebo or uh Marcus all coming with the, down with the ball okay outlet now we're now we're off to the races yeah. you can't keep up with that, and your def- defense is not on the par with their defense or no if your offense is not on par with their defense, then the defense will always win
1: yeah. what were
0: the high scores of this game it, you know what I mean it probably was I'm not saying that Memphis probably ran away with it, but mm. they weren't they probably weren't as close as they should be because if you're t- if you're taking 28 rebounds, 24 Mm -hmm. rebounds. That's two points. Yeah. So every time a rebound comes, that's the possible two points that you have.
1: Yeah. Dominated on the boards. Zebo is so much bigger than his size, you know, his height. You know what I mean? That combination Mm -hmm. between those two, if you're not prepared to out, you know, just like outscore them offensively, they're tough. You let them play and and the Spurs were just built so similarly, they just ran into a really, really tough matchup, which is the point of this series. You know what I mean? Some teams are going to run into matchups in the playoffs, and so you're going to be like, wow, that team must have that team. We're telling you why. You know what I mean? So, Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about this one? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, we're the Basketball Addicts. Uh, you guys can find us on Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, wherever you guys download podcasts. I think our five star rating is actually showing up whenever I look at our Spotify. So, you know, rate Ooh. review. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty cool. We're very consistent here. Uh drop a lot of content for you guys, you basketball addicts, you so yeah. So you have anything else you want to say? Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Jason Collins. And you know, I'm Chris Mohammed. And we are the basketball addicts. Peace.
0: Ouch. Ouch.